How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. This is Danny and Dusty. It's not your problem, Doc. You don't have to mix up in this. That is a hell of a thing for you to say to me. With Danny Meringue and Dusty, the Fan Man Hera. Go ahead. Go ahead, skin it. Skin that smoke wagon and see what happens. Denny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080. I'm your huckleberry. The Fan. Hour number two, Danny and Dusty. We have coming up this hour, worst day on the web. Um, boy, sometimes you should just put your phone away. Uh, and we have Ryan Horvath, our BetsQL Network Insider, joining us at 1.30. Get the betting lines for week three in college football, week two of the NFL. If you have any questions, text them in for Horvath at 503-250-1080. Where we got to start, though, is Adam Silver, commissioner of the NBA, had to answer questions to the assembled media regarding the one-year suspension and $10 million fine for Suns owner Robert Sarver for repeated and various violations of the code of conduct in the NBA? Yeah. Uh, you Is that can, a nice way to put it? You could say uh, creating a toxic and, and hostile workplace, which we saw a uh, employee in Portland terminated for. Beasley's uh, ball. You can uh, say rec- uh, racist comments, sexist mm-hmm. comments, misogynistic comments, treat your employees like absolute dirt and crap. Yeah. Uh, but... The fact that he didn't actually call somebody a straight end bomb is why he still has a team. Oh, okay. Uh, he had an exchange that doesn't seem right. You know, he, because he's repeating it as well, not mm-hmm. saying it himself. Yeah, not, he's repeating stories. Mm-hmm. Like that makes it that's, okay. That's it's lesser racism, folks. Oh my gosh. Uh, well, he had an exchange with uh, Howard Beck today. Um, and a noted journalist and big, I mean, Howard Beck is a, he's one of the big J's in, he's probably the most respected guy in the NBA right now. Sports illustrated. He's worked for the New York times and the LA daily news. He's, uh, he does work on Sirius XM for their NBA channel. He does a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. and Howard Beck and, uh, silver, they had, this exchange today. I think everybody in this room would agree that if any of us had said or done even a small percentage of the things that Robert Sarver has been shown to have said and done, we would be fired. And I assume that anybody working at Olympic Tower, if they had done even a percentage of that, would be fired. And anybody who worked for any of your 30 teams would easily be fired. Why would there be a different standard? And understanding the complications of removing an owner, why should there be a different standard for the owner of an NBA team than there would be for everybody who works in this league? Ooh, good question. 
Fair question. I don't say you you alluded to it, Howard, that there are particular rights here of someone who owns an NBA team as to some as opposed to somebody who's an employee. I, I the equivalent of a ten million dollar fine and a one year suspension. I don't know how to measure that against a job, but. I have certain authority by virtue of this organization, and that's what I exercised. Um, I don't have the right to take away his team. I don't want to rest on that neat legal point because, of course, there could be a process to take away someone's team in this league. It's very involved, and I ultimately made the decision that it didn't rise to that level. But to me, the consequences are severe here on Mr. Sarver. Reputationally, it's hard to even make those comparisons to somebody who commits an inappropriate act in the workplace in somewhat of an anonymous fashion versus what is a a huge public issue now around this person. So there's no neat answer here. I mean, it's other other than owning property, the rights that come with with owning an NBA team, um, you know, how that's set up within our Constitution, um, what it would take to Remove that team, you know, from his control is a very involved process, and it's different than holding a job. It just is when 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 you actually um, own a, a team. It's a, it's it's just a very different proposition. Oh, that's a bad answer. But you were less than he is. Well, he's right though. He's right in the. In this regard, if you're the boss, you can get away with a lot more. You're damn right. And he says you have rights. I, these guys have rights that other people don't but have. The, and this is the thing. Adam Silver doesn't even have the rights that Robert Sarver does because Adam Silver, if he were to be accused of all of the things that Robert Sarver is, he would lose his job because guess what? He works for the owners. He works for Robert Sarver. He works for the rest of the owners. This is where the rubber meets the road here. The NBA's other owners won't make a move until they start seeing their bottom line hurt. They don't really care if Robert Sarver takes it. And and like the, the, the worst part about that answer is, look, this is a big deal because his reputation gets hurt. Oh, come on. Like that. Oh, that's the reason why that's his reputation yeah. get, it is tarnished. Now this is, this that's, is really hurtful. What that's he's the going real through. part of the punishment. Like the, that is care. not that. no, the thing that he fought over the most, and we know this because Woj reported it, was the $10 million fine. That's what he... The punitive damages were the ones that were the most, uh, I guess, frustrating for Robert Sarver in this because he's going to go home and he's going to lay down on his mountain of money and mm-hmm. he'll be okay. The bottom line is when the NBA starts losing money because of Robert Sarver... That's, that's when attention. that's when Robert Sarver leaves. Yes, that is when they. That's when owners push him out. Is when their pocketbook is affected because we've seen it before. We saw it in the NFL with Jerry Richardson mm-hmm. and the Carolina Panthers. We saw it in the NBA with Donald Sterling, and it wasn't just the player saying we're done with this guy. It was massive, major uh, uh, advertisers yep. with the NBA. They were pulling their money left and right. They're, and that is where we've seen it in every single league. That's what makes owners 
force action is when something happens and they say it's affecting all of our bottom lines now, not just Robert Sarver and the Phoenix Suns, but all 29 other owners. And that is why Adam Silver is trying to polish this turd of a year-long suspension and a $10 million fine. Like, okay, so he can't go to the arena and he's quote-unquote not in charge of financial decisions or anything to do with the team. How much of the team does he own again, Danny? I believe it's 85%. Yeah, like anything isn't going to be run past him when he's making sure all of these cashes or checks get cashed. Mm-hmm. Sorry, you, rant over. No, no, it, here's the thing. You're not you're not wrong on any of this. And when I look at this, I I'm not I'm not dumb enough or naive enough to think that why can't he just take his team? Like I, I know the implications. I know how this stuff works. I've talked to people in the league office. I know what how all of this stuff comes together. Yeah. What irritates me, what pisses me off, what frustrates me is that this is as bad, if not worse, than what Sterling did. Because what Sterling did was be a very old man and use a very disgusting derogatory term over and over again and direct it at people. To his mistress, too. Yes. What Robert Sarver has done... It is not directed at one person. It is directed at men, women, young, old, black, yeah. white, personnel, basketball personnel, business executives. It is rampant. It is everywhere. This is the exact thing mm. amplified for why they gave Neil the heave-ho yeah. in Portland on another level. And if you look at how this is all coming together, let's look at the NFL. The reason why this isn't happening why he's not being removed is the same reason uh, Daniel Snyder is not being removed in Washington. Discovery. Because if this went to court, because that that was why this didn't happen. That's why he didn't get his team taken away from him. Because that was on the table. That was on the table. I heard it six weeks ago. It was still on the table. If they were going to do it, Sarver was going to sue. And if Sarver sued, what was that going to do? Yeah. Discovery. And once that discovery gets open, that's the reason why the 33,000 emails from uh, the commanders slash Redskins is not, has not been opened. is because they are protected by discovery right now. Uh-oh. So the NBA, guess what would happen if they ran discovery on Robert Sarver? Everybody it's going to open up the league office emails because guess what? Emails about stuff like this at other teams have been sent to the league office. Yeah. And they're legally required to maintain those. And that would open up a can of worms the NBA does not want out there. And you know what I I feel for in this whole thing? I, feel, I do feel for Adam Silver. Because what is he's supposed to come out here and what is he supposed to say? Like, he can't just take, take away a team. He can't. Because Donald Sterling did. Adam, David Stern did not take away Donald Sterling's team. The yeah, league the owner, did. The owners did. The other owners they did. They voted to strip it. There is no way that D- David Stern had that power to do it, and neither does Adam Silver. Adam Silver just has to step up there and be like, I'm going to take the, take the brunt of this one, because if the other owners wanted him out, he would be out. He would be. He would be out if the other owners. So instead of like. I mean, they do want him out, but they don't want him out bad enough to open up that, that legal challenge. Well, then do it. I mean, do it. Do it. You if you have enough to stand on, to to do it, right? And if you don't have enough to stand on, then what? Like, what's the then? Why are people upset? You know, it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't. That's why I look at Silver and I go, 
That dude had his job an, is to shamelessly protect the owners. He had an yeah unenviable job of standing up in front of in a microphone in a room full of reporters and try to say you know what hey he's an owner he's kind of above every other employee in the league which is totally right uh, but he can't also can't throw the other twenty nine owners under the bus because if Silver wanted to he could just look over his shoulder and say. Look, that's not a question for me. That's a question for 29 other owners and governors of the NBA. Who will never actually come forward to answer the question, and that's part of the problem. Yeah, I mean, because that's that's reality here with with all of those questions. And uh, Howard Beck, he had to ask it. Adam Silver great, had to answer it. Great job by Beck to ask the question, too, because now it's on record for Adam Silver basically saying they're, they're better than you. And here's the other uh, thing about forcing Robert Sarver to sell the – uh, sons, he'd make probably a billion dollars. Oh, he'd make more than that. He'd probably yeah. make two and a half. Yeah. That's, well, that's, that's after it. what he purchased the team for. Oh God, he like it. I mean, he'd make a he'd probably make a billion. Oh he'd yeah, no. make a billion dollars off this thing, and oh no, the rich guy is gonna get way richer. You know, remember, Steve Ballmer bought the Clippers for two billion dollars. Two billion dollars ridiculous uh 503-250-1080 that's a fan text line we'll get to some of your feedback on this uh coming up next the worst day on the web danny dusty on the fan celebrate and save at ashley's anniversary sale with hot buys your choice of color starting at just 3.99 ashley sleep mattresses starting at 250 plus receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like stearns and foster Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Danny and Dusty on the fan. Okay, it is 
time for the worst day on the web. It's time for today's worst day on the web with Danny and Dusty on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. Man, that sucks. Well, what started out as a worst day is probably going to turn into a worst week and a worst month and a worst year for former NFL quarterback Brett Favre, who, uh, after an investigative report by Mississippi Today, was revealed that former Mississippi Governor Phil Bryant helped the former NFL quarterback obtain welfare funds in order to help build a new volleyball center at the University of Southern Mississippi, where his representation, Brett Favre's, said just last week he had no idea and did not have a relationship with said governor about this particular thing, nor about the money that he took speeches for that he didn't uh, actually give. Uh, So it's been, uh, as they dig into this further, and this is, again, discovery, where this stuff is coming from. Uh, This is why you don't want to open these books when you're very guilty. Uh, The other part of this is, Dusty, you know why they wanted to get that money for that new volleyball center at the University of Southern Mississippi? Because uh, Favre's daughter plays volleyball there? Ah, there you go. Is it his daughter? Or, yeah, I know he has grandkids. Yeah, it's, it's his daughter there. It's his daughter? Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, uh, it's not even that, uh, because the incriminating evidence against Brett Favre is a text conversation that he had back mm. in 2017. This is incredible. Um, this is why they know Brett Favre had knowledge of it and was talking to the governor. Now, this is complete. By the way, this is separate from his the money that he got for, for speaking. This, yes, this right? this is uh, uh, this is actually a different lawsuit, but the money is coming from the same, same yeah. pool. It, by the way, Mrs. welfare money, welfare money from the poorest state, the dumbest state, and one of the dumbest states in the country. Did they move up? I thought they were last. I don't know. It's Mississippi, so we'll just go ahead and assume that it's last. Uh, well, he, I mean, this is one of the dumbest text conversations, so it gets you. <laughs> this is the how to catch a criminal text message. Brett Favre. Now, this is to Nancy New, who uh, works with the governor, right? Here's Brett Favre. If you were to pay me, is there any way the media can find out where it came from and how much? Nancy New. No, we never had that information publicized. I understand you being uneasy about it, though. Let's see what happens on Monday with the conversation with some of the folks at Southern. Maybe it will click with them. Hopefully. Brett Favre. Okay, thanks. Nancy New. Wow. Just got off the phone with Phil Bryant. He's on board with us. We will get this done. Brett Favre. Awesome. I needed to hear that for sure. So that's Brett Favre confirming his involvement in said event, in said funds, with said governor. And just on the, his phone, the knowledge of it, and he knew he knew about it after all this time in denial. Brett Favre undone by text messages yet again. Remember, at least these aren't D pics that he was sending to Nancy New, which I I mean we don't want to rule that out. Jen, I guess Jen Sturger tweeted yesterday. Oh, so now he gets in trouble for inappropriate texts. Yeah. Well, yeah. In, in you want to talk about? I mean, this is fraud. Yeah, no, and because it's uh, at the state level, it's a federal offense. Oh, no. Yes, and he's already had to give back $1.1 million, which I believe is it was 800000 plus interest for the uh, speeches that he took money for that he didn't give. Oh, no. Yeah, it turns out uh, one of my uh, childhood heroes is an absolute scumbag. Man. Unfortunate. That's brutal, dude. It is, and uh, what's actually becoming more and more common here. 
Uh, and it's actually happened here in Portland, and it's kind of been underreported because it's still ongoing. Milt Palacio was a part of the Trailblazers this last year, well, early on uh, in training camp. Uh, and him and, I believe, 17 others defrauded the NBA uh, and their uh, health care fund. Oh. Yeah. Uh, professional athletes defrauding uh, uh, slush funds is becoming a, a problematic thing around the world. Well, that's not good, my no, friend. No, definitely not. That And Brett Favre doing, like, come on, man. First of all, you are the one that's involved in all of this, like you personally. Like, you can't even put this on your business manager or anybody else because we have text messages like this. Chris Carter, always have a fall guy. Yes, always have a fall guy. And use a burner, for the love of God. You backwoods Mississippi hillbilly. Um, whoa, wow. Good Lord. Jeez. I mean, Wrangler, real comfortable jeans. And that's uh, that thing. He's got that copper-fitting Wrangler money. Yeah. What the hell does he need this he, money for? He's got that, that Tommy Copper dough coming through. Good Lord. Yeah. Just the, the greed and the out. I mean, and stealing this money, extorting this money from a welfare fund for the poorest state in the country is just, mwah, that's just primo dirtbag. Well, and it just shows you why. Why it is the poorest state in the country, and why it will continue to be the poorest state in the country, it's because it's upon. Its leaders continue to give that money allocated for underprivileged and poor people, and they give it to millionaires. Brett Favre doesn't need that money. There's, you know, University of Southern Mississippi doesn't need that money, and, and this is where it's spent. My goodness, my goodness. All right, where to go? Brett Favre, ultimate dirtbag. Bummer. Let's get to it. Uh, We've got betting questions. He's got betting answers. Our BetQL Network insider from BetMGM tonight. Ryan Horvat joins us. First, though, we have Jeff Rust with SportsCenter. Go get him, pal. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. 
Just do a quick search for Tecovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tecovas.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and point your toes west. This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, The Fan. On the line now is the host of Bet MGM Tonight and Odyssey Sports betting insider Ryan Horvath. Insider calls are brought to you by Bet MGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the Bet MGM app. Also, be sure to listen to the Bet MGM Tonight podcast for more of Ryan's analysis. Just search Bet MGM wherever you get your podcasts. Degenerates rejoice, Ryan. It is finally here. We have college and pro football season. Congratulations, we've officially made it. How did week one go for you in the NFL? Week one went really good, you guys. In fact, they make me put together a six-leg parlay every week, and I'm not a big parlay guy. I always joke it's hard enough to hit one bet, and then there's nothing worse than losing the last leg of a five-leg, six-leg parlay, but it actually came home. You know, my best bet of the week was was the New York Giants, and everybody's been giving me a hard time. I bet this on the open. It was six and a half. It went all the way down to the five and a half. And I actually took a shot with the money line. I really like Brian Dable as a play caller. I like that you see Daniel Jones throw a terrible pick in the red zone, and he just chews his ear off on national TV. And Saquon looked really good. I like the Giants. I think they're going to win despite Daniel Jones. He's obviously a backup quarterback. I think I don't think they're committed to him. But they're definitely not committed to him. And if you look at the quarterback class, you know, in next year's draft, they could easily probably take one of these kids and just make the switch. But I think they're heading in the right direction. So a good week one. Good week, uh, you know, good couple weeks of college football. Really looking forward to this slate, especially when you look at some of these underdogs this weekend. There's a lot of trendy underdogs, starting with BYU, actually. A lot of people like BYU. Yeah, that's what I want. Where I kind of wanted to start with you is, you know, Oregon, BYU, number 12 team in the country. BYU uh, plays really hard nosed brand of football. They are coming up to Eugene to take on the Ducks. You get three points for being at home. Oregon is three and a half point favorites. That line and the Michigan State line, uh, you have two Pac 12 teams, Washington, unranked. Oregon, ranked 25th, are both three and a half point favorites against the 11th and 12th teams. Uh, in the rankings, respectively, uh, where do you sit on both those? I'm getting a feeling you like uh, the Cougars in the in the BYU Oregon game. Actually, I like Oregon. Yeah. I've been talking about this on the show. <laughs> I think this is a perfect spot for them. You guys, look at the look at the home road splits. I know this is at Auburn, but look at the home road splits for a quarterback like Bo Nix. And already, you guys have experienced the full Bo Nix experience. You know, week one, obviously, against Georgia was an absolute disaster. But we're learning, man. Georgia might be better. I know they lost all those guys on the defensive side of the ball. Georgia might be better this year than they were last year. And that's saying a lot. Everybody's been hyping up Alabama. Alabama should have lost to Texas. But, you know, sticking with what we're talking about here, you know, um, I like Oregon in this spot, actually. Now, BYU, Full disclosure, that was my loss in college football last week, you guys. I did fade them. They were without their two top wide receivers. I thought that was going to make a bigger difference than it did. And we should have got home, actually, with that bet. Two missed field goals by two different kickers or what kind of screwed us there. But I like this spot for Oregon. You know, I know everybody's hyping up BYU. We still don't know if either of their top two receivers are playing in this game. Puka, we know, has already been ruled out. 
The other kid, he just did a uh, local interview, and I don't even think he's been cleared by the doctors to participate in practice yet. So I think Oregon's going to get right. I think they win this game by a touchdown. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, you know, Michigan State defensively this year has been an absolute nightmare. I do like them on the offensive side of the ball. They kind of have to figure out the run game. They have a couple transfers that they brought in because obviously they lose Kenneth Walker, who's a Seattle Seahawks. But I, I just I don't agree with the line movement. You know, Washington a nice start to the season, which I had I actually had you know pretty high expectations for them just because Jimmy Lake, with all due respect, I think he was the worst coach coach in college football the last. So I did expect this improvement. They looked really good the first couple weeks, you guys, but. This number, we've seen crazy line movement where now it's went through the key number. I actually like Michigan State in this spot. For some reason, the market just does not give them any credit. I don't know if they win the game, but I don't think they should be three-and-a-half-point dogs. So I grabbed the hook there, and then in the Oregon game, I like them as the favorite. Speaking of the market not giving anybody credit, flipping to the NFL real quick, uh, up in the Northwest, the Seahawks take down the Broncos, and one of the drunker games I've seen in a long time, they're heading down to San Francisco or Santa Clara to take on the 49ers. Uh, 49ers after that debauchery in the monsoon are a double-digit favorite? Explain. I know it doesn't make any sense, right? <laughs> and, and that's why – so here's the thing. So I, I like San Francisco a lot. And obviously, I mean, there's some concerns about Trey Lance. But the overreaction is Trey Lance can't can't play the position, and he's this huge downgrade from Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't know that yet. I want to see him – throw a dry football before mm-hmm. I decide that he's just not ready for this spot. Like that game at Soldier Field was so fluky because it was pretty much played underwater, terrible conditions. Soldier Field, that's already a tough field to play on. And I don't really take away a whole lot because I don't think the Bears are going to be very good. And I do think San Francisco is going to figure some things out. Now with the Jimmy Garoppolo move, I don't know if Jimmy Garoppolo coming back says Trey Lance can't play or if it says, you know, if you look at every season where Kyle Shanahan's failed to make the playoffs or San Francisco's had a losing record, it's been because Jimmy got hurt and they had to go to the backup quarterback. You know, it was Nick Mullins or C.J. Bethard, and those guys obviously couldn't run the offense. So I think bringing back Jimmy, I mean, this is a roster that's built to win right now. I think bringing him back is just the insurance policy. Seattle, that was Seattle's Super Bowl. I bet Seattle, we took a shot with them on the money line. I just thought Denver was a little bit too hyped up because Russell Wilson, brand-new quarterback, brand-new coaching staff, no other team in the league is dealing with that right now other than the Denver Broncos. So I actually kind of like San Francisco at home. I know the line makes no sense. I just, for Seattle, and I mean, we've heard it from Pete Carroll and all the guys in the locker room, they really wanted to get their revenge and beat Russell Wilson after he forced his way out of there. So I think San Francisco figures some things out. But also, let's look at the injury report. You know, last year, or last week, I should say, they lose Elijah Mitchell, and I knew they were in big trouble because Trent Williams, before the game, pretty much gave up the whole game plan, and he was like, look, you're (laughs) going to see a lot of Elijah. We're going to get him 25 touches. Then he goes down, and I'm like, oh, they're in big trouble. So let's wait and see. You know, if George Kittle's out there, though, I I think they do win this game by double digits. I don't think Seattle's going to be very good. But that was a hell of a week one game, and it was insane, man. And, I mean, it it didn't make any sense. They kick a 64-yard field goal to win the game when you're paying Russell Wilson, what, $250 million? That made no sense. Uh, Speaking of that, you know, you kick the field goal. What do you learn from and take away from first-year head coaches, you know, in their debuts? Because Nathaniel Hackett wasn't that encouraging from a winning game standpoint. But from the gambling standpoint, did you take anything from guys like Mike McDaniel down in Miami and Kevin O'Connell in Minnesota where their offenses came out and they looked really good and they were putting up points early in the year? 
Both of those coaches, I have big takeaways. Okay, let's start with Mike McDaniel. I really like the Dolphins this year, over eight and a half wins. And I know that they beat the Patriots 20-7. to I think that says more about New England, though, you guys. New England offensively is a nightmare right now. Matt Patricia's calling the plays. Mac Jones is solid, but I don't love the weapons. They don't have anybody that could create separation. They paid all that money for two tight ends that they barely used. I don't like the Patriots. And with the Dolphins, there was some good, but also there was some bad. I'm a big Tua fan. I'm a Tua apologist, even though I would have taken Justin Herbert over him. Um, obviously, Justin Herbert should have been the first quarterback taken in that draft. But, I, man, I'm a little concerned, you know, on some of those throws. He kind of looks like a backup. So I'm going to wait. I'm going to pump the brakes a little bit. I still like Miami. I like all their playmakers. I love them on the defensive side of the ball. I think they might win despite Tua. Uh, on the other side with Minnesota, I'm really high on them. And I'm a Packers fan, and that was painful, but I knew it was coming. So I bet Minnesota, took them on the money line. I took them to win the NFC North. They're getting better than 2-1 to one odds. Their win total only opened up at 8.5. I like Kevin O'Connell a lot. And what I like is – I think Mike Zimmer's been the issue for the last couple of years in Minnesota. He's always crabby, even though he has the Instagram model girlfriend that's beautiful, way too good looking for him. But anyway, Kirk Cousins, I know everybody likes to rag on him. The knock is he can't win the primetime games. He doesn't, you know, capitalize. He doesn't win in the big spot. He's very accurate. He's a very solid quarterback. I'll say that. And when you have the wide, when you have Justin Jefferson, I mean, he's the best wide receiver in the league, in my opinion. They barely had to use Adam Thielen last week. Delvin Cook rushed for 90 yards. I really like them offensively. And then defensively, it's too, it's too early to judge. You know, in Green Bay, they went away from the run way too early. But I like the pass rush with Zedario Smith, uh, Smith and Danny Hunter on the other side. So I'm really high on Minnesota right now. It wouldn't shock me if they came out of the NFC. I mean, Kevin O'Connell's really that good. And Kirk Cousins, I think he's going to have a huge year. And people laugh when I say that. But look what he did week one against a really good and really underrated Green Bay defense. I mean, Jair Alexander is probably the best corner in the league. Eric Stokes is really good. And Justin Jefferson put on a show. So I really like Minnesota. I like Miami, but I'm pumping the brakes a little bit. And then in Denver, you know, that's what I worry about sometimes when you get a head coach and a play caller that's never called plays. And you see that with these LaFleur guys and the Shanahan guys. Like, LaFleur calls the plays in Green Bay. So how good is Nathaniel Hackett? You know, how good are all those guys on his tree? We're going to find out. Denver should be fine. The problem for them, they're in the best division in all of football. Look how good the Chargers looked last week, you guys. I mean, rushing the quarterback, Justin Herbert looks great. I, I, I really like the Chargers this year, so I'm kind of pumping the brakes on Denver a little bit. All right, two teams here. I don't want to say surprising, but uh, results that I don't think that everybody necessarily expected. Uh, Eagles come out, they get the win. They look incredible to start off against the Lions. Obviously, they, they got their, took their foot off the gas. They've got the Vikings that you're very high on, uh, but they're favored at home, uh, two and a half. And then the, uh, the Bengals, uh, they, I mean, I don't know if you can shoot yourself in the foot more than the Bengals did, but they take on a very busted and broken Cowboys team, and they're getting eight. Do you like either of those games? So with the Bengals, I do not like the number of eight, even though it is Cooper Rush. If you look, I mean, Cooper Rush, in the one NFL start that we all remember, he beat the Minnesota Vikings. He threw for over 300 yards. I think he's serviceable enough, but Dallas, I keep saying this, I think Dallas without Dak Prescott has the worst roster in the NFL. Like, even the Texans have more talent. I like Zeke, actually. and Like, Zeke looks pretty good. He's in shape. I like Tony Pollard, but the wide receiver position, man, I mean, CeeDee Lamb can't create any separation. They didn't bring back Amari Cooper. They didn't pay anybody on the offensive line. I don't really love them defensively. They had a lot of luck last year taking the football away, but they lose Randy Gregory. I do not like Dallas at all. But I don't trust Cincinnati with such a big number because I think there's going to be some regression there. 
Joe Burrow took way too many hits. We have to wait and see if T. Higgins is going to clear concussion protocol. I think they're a little overrated defensively. I know they went to the Super Bowl last year, but I don't love Zach Taylor. I like Joe Burrow. I love Jamar Chase. I worry about them. I can see them being an 8-9 win team. So what I'm going to do with Cincinnati, I play Survivor. Uh, I was lucky enough to survive last week by taking the Baltimore Ravens. I'm going to actually take them in Survivor. I think they win. I just don't know if they win by eight points. And then this seems like a trap line, but I grabbed Minnesota when this opened plus three. It's down right now to two. Philadelphia is getting a lot of love. They looked really good offensively. A.J. Brown looked great. Jalen Hurts looked great. We know they could run the ball. I'm worried a little bit about their defense. Oh, and like you said, they took their foot off the gas. They played a lot of, you know, prevent defense. But I don't know. I, I, and the Lions are always in games. But, man, they gave up a lot of yards on the ground. So I like Minnesota, actually, in that primetime game to cover the three. Okay, I have one last question, and it is a please explain Las Vegas to me. Uh, the Iowa Hawkeyes have scored 14 <laughs> points over the first two weeks of the season, uh, including two safeties and a field goal against South Dakota State. They lose 10-7 to Iowa State, yet they are favored by 23 points, actually 23.5 points over Nevada. Why? They've scored 14 points in the first two weeks. So, and you know what's funny about this, you guys, is I'm really, really low on Nevada. I played under their win total. I mean, just look at all the losses, obviously. Carson Strong's gone. I don't love the coaching staff there. But um, still, we had on a guest last night, a professional better, and we asked him, you know, hey, what's your favorite college football pick this weekend? And he goes, I like the Iowa Hawkeyes in the bounce back spot. And I didn't even know the number because I'm done with them for the year. I took them on the money line. I'm a big Matt Campbell, Iowa State fan. That was actually my first gig. I covered Iowa State when I got out of college. So I've, I, I've always really liked, you know, I like the Cyclones. It's a fun place to see a game. But, man, I mean, Iowa blew it. They lose to Matt Campbell, who's probably going to end up getting this Nebraska job now that Scott Frost is gone. I'm done with them. They can't move the football. The offense, I mean, they're running an offense from 1984, you guys. It did not look good. I, I said to cover 22 points i'm staying away let me tell you really quickly a line that i really like that makes no sense western kentucky they're one and one this season they're really good offensively they take on indiana indiana's win total was only here i am really low on indiana uh they are two and oh so they're getting way too much respect they're seven point favorites right now over western kentucky my numbers i have western kentucky i have that as a pick maybe you give indiana two and a half points because it's at home, they're in Indiana, home field advantage. But I love Western Kentucky plus seven as my super dog this weekend, and I love them on the money line, plus 200. I think they're going to beat Indiana, and it's a game nobody's talking about, and I think it's the perfect opportunity. So that's why I love college. You know, you see some of these lines, and you could say to yourself, this makes absolutely no sense. The Iowa game being one of them, and then Western Kentucky being huge dogs to a really bad Indiana team that's played nobody yet. Horvat, thank you for the time, man. Always appreciate it. Hey, thanks, guys. Good luck this weekend. Have a great night. That was the host of BetMGM Tonight in the Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Ryan Horvath. Insider calls presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. All right, uh, we went long with Horvath. We're not done with our guest. J. Drew joins us at the top of the next hour from the Deseret News, covers BYU. Danny Dusty on the fan. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. 
Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at HERO.CO. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080, The Fan. Okay. Wow, really good stuff from Ryan Horvath. I can't, I still cannot believe that Iowa is 23 and a half point favorites over anybody. After scoring how many points this season? A 14 total. With one touchdown because they have two safeties and a field goal. I'll figure out seven. That's uh, that probably is the most damning point about that whole situation there, and that's got to tell you a lot about the state of the Nevada program, because look, the Wolfpack, they may be a mess, but they're two and one at least. They're two and one at least, and they can put up points. That's their thing, is that they lost. Uh, I mean, they beat New Mexico State, Texas State. Does that count? Not good programs. But uh, then they lost to Incarnate Word, which is that's where uh, Cam Ward Ward came Mm -hmm. from. Uh, But they put up 41 in that loss. I mean, I don't know. I I can't. 23 and a half is just so many points. I. Yeah, no. Uh, Jim Wilson, by the way, former Oregon assistant, uh, head coach here. Oh, is he? Hmm. Here's the other thing. Even on a normal circumstance Iowa team, I wouldn't take them to be favored by that many points over anybody. Anybody. Or Ken Wilson, not Jim not Jim Wilson. My gosh. Jim Wilson's a color guy for the Beavs. Yes. That's what I was saying. I was like, that's interesting. Uh, Ken Wilson is and then uh I know that I think Nate Costa is on staff there, too. Um so they've got they got a little bit of connection to the local schools here. Um but yeah, Nevada, twenty three and a half point dogs. I that one Stumped me, for sure. Don't get it. Uh, listen, they they make at least 51% of the money for a reason. Maybe this is on the other 49%. Yeah, the other one, though, I mean, there are some tricky lines out there with both the Ducks and the Huskies being favored against the 11th and 12th teams in the country. The money is pouring in on BYU. 
It's 70-30 right now, the money on BYU. Well, yeah, because everybody just looks back, and the only game that they have in their mind is that 49-3 beatdown of Oregon by at the hands of Georgia. And you've got BYU beating Baylor. In double overtime in Provo. It's going to be a good game. I think this is going to be a good this game. Is, I, I, like I said, I, this is a very much a measuring stick game. The UW one is much more interesting to me as far as wh- how or why they are favored. How or why? Yeah. Well, because they're talented, and they've been impressive in there. They've always had talent. It was harnessing that talent, and their offense with Kalen DeBoer reunited with Michael Penix Jr. Mm-hmm. is explosive. I mean, they can... UW is, does not have a lack of talent. They had a lack of leadership, and Taylor DeBoer is a damn fine leader. I just find it a little interesting that they are favored at home. Yep. With, travel with, across the country. Again, I know, but two games with the historical trends of Big Ten, Pac-12 mm-hmm. matchups, which haven't gone well. Well, I mean. I know Oregon, Ohio State, I, but historically they have not gone well. All right, well, so you got that. Just just throwing that out there, particularly when you look at the history of what UW has been the last couple years. It's not like they haven't recruited. It's Mm -hmm. not like they don't have talent, like you said. Mm -hmm. But historical trends typically, over the long run, they do tend to play out. Mel Tucker can coach some foosball, too. Yeah, but again, we did mention this uh, last couple times. We've talked about Michigan State. Their best defensive player, their uh, starting middle linebacker, is a loss for the season. So that, that has, and Michigan State defensively has been a bit of a mess. All right, let's get to a little bit more on BYU and Oregon. The Cougars, the 12th-ranked team in the country, invade Autzen Stadium. Let's talk with a man who covers the team for the Deseret News. Jay Drew will join us next. Danny and Dusty on the fan. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. 
a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.